Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wisdom and nerdiness to the airports. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experience to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. That's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy, from comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, tune in to Wise and Nerdy. Join in the fun. For the first ever live Wise and Nerdy, I am the Rock Guy Podcast of Charles McFall, and there is Joseph might get replaced by AIR. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of our brand new intro? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so good. Mike did a great job there and just happened to win the fates this week. And uh, I think we're going to do that every week is pop in a um, coin. And man, that sound. I love that the sound of that coin hitting. And did it come across the microphone really good? It did. It came across ah, real good. So good. All right, Joe. Question of the week, man. What trait do you like most about yourself? Ooh, man, that is a good question. I'm gonna have to go with. I am naturally empathetic. Um, I I. At least I feel like I can do a really good job of putting myself in other people's shoes, at least what I can visualize as their shoes. Um, And I think that that helps me have a better understanding of those around me. Um, And it opens me up as a person, makes me more well-rounded. Okay. What about you, Charles? My wife said something very interesting not that long ago. She said your butt? Yeah, well, maybe that's between us. Um, but now she's, we have these couples cards, and it, I'm trying to summon the demon filler to come watch us. Uh, but there's a couples cards, and it's like something what, what is impressive about your partner? I think is what the question was phrased. But in what she said, it fits this for me right here. She said, confidence without reason and what she and she expounded on that and what she said was um you know i'm just so confident in everything I do i just get it and i don't have a reason it's not like i've done it a mil- some things you know it's not like i've done it a million times before and and failed and failed and failed and built up practice some things i just walk in and go now i'm gonna do it and i figure it out and i do it and i'm awesome at it um and that's i you know i was thinking about that the other day it's I just, that's not to say I haven't been afraid of things. I mean, I definitely have had moments where I'm really high up and like, Ooh, that's a long way down or, or, you know, uh, all of a sudden I look down and look up and there's a car in front of me and you you get that little body shock or whatever. I definitely have some fears like that, but I just don't understand fear. You know, uh, one of the things that, uh, I, I will actually, I'll save it. I'll save that for the next show, but I've got, uh, uh, a different what I love uh, that I'm digging right now, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in the next show. Um, but I, I was thinking about DragonCon, right, is coming up, and all this stuff at work is happening, and this show, man, we put in not a lot of work. It didn't feel, I mean, I know we put in a lot of work, but it didn't feel like a lot of work to get ready for tonight and got the branding in, got looking at this little floating heads. Look, I'll make you see it. You'll see it better when I shrink that. Look, look at the little floating heads that made you put together. Look at that. Those are our, our anime avatars right there. And, uh, so yeah, that's what I kind of like about myself is the, the, the lack of fear, uh, 
to go into any situation and just tackle it and and be good at it and and well I mean not be good I'm good at it because I'm not afraid to be bad at it if that makes sense now no, that makes a lot of sense what's that famous Wayne Gretzky quote you you miss every shot you don't take yeah uh that is it I'm still trying to summon I said wise yeah. and Mary so come watch wise and Mary on <laughs> Twitch but he'll know what I mean I try to summon Phil get your butt over here Phil and watch us live um no yeah it's 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 if we say no before somebody else can, then we'll never get the yes. And I've had to overcome some of that myself. I've had to figure some of that stuff out myself and, and figure out that um, how to tune that back. Um, but then there's there's you know let's flip it. Let's let's say the trait we like about the other person here, right? Uh, I like that. Joe, you've always fought for what you wanted and stood up for uh, yourself, not in a negative way, not in a, uh, uh, anything that could could even be construed as bad way. Like I just, I was actually contemplating, you know, tonight on my ride home. I took the bike to work, so I had a nice hour, a little over an hour ride back home, and it was it was gorgeous, and it was awesome, and it's very chill and 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 um, almost like meditation because just the wind and the motor, and that's it, and then my thoughts and. And I was thinking about this is the first show we've gotten to build together because Pokemon, we did not build together. You started a thing there. It was brought to Brian Abbott and I as a professional deal. And we essentially purchased the show and you came along with it. And then it, I, one of the first real times I realized I saw who you were was, I don't know, a few weeks in where you were saying, you know, this is, it was some kind of conflict and, and you were trying to express yourself. But it was basically you felt like you were doing all the work or something like that. And um, I don't remember exactly how it went because it obviously wasn't so important. Like, dang it, Joe. What I do remember from it is Brian and I had to explain, well, obviously, you don't understand how this partnership came about. So let's talk about that. And then let's talk about how we can build it. And it really was, you know, Brian and I were longtime professionals and you were coming into it. So we developed our show. And then about... 200 something episodes in you and I finally <laughs> built our show, right? After we went through all these iterations and, and guests and, and hosts and whatnot, uh, you and I finally became the precursor of what this has become. And so just your ability to go, yeah, no, I like this. No, I don't like that. You, you don't get pressured into it. I, I, I used this term earlier this week about somebody who works in my office that I believed in, but they didn't quite get the steps to live up to what I could see in them. I said, I'm a cult leader. People drink my Kool-Aid all the time. <laughs> they just don't understand that you have to go learn how to make the Kool-Aid. You can't just drink the Kool-Aid. You know, I know I inspire people. That's why I'm good at Dragon Con is, you know, I'm good at hype and inspiring, but I found the negative in that is that I talked really way too long in the intro here, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I find that I'm ready. That's why I love the song Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. That's one of my top five of my life is I'm radioactive. People just get my energy and you get the energy, but you also go, yeah, it's not for me. Or, hey, how about we do this? Or, I mean, and in setting up wise and nerdy, we're fighting over who's going to do the work. But it's like, no, I can do it, Joe. Like, no, I got it. I'm cool, Charles. <laughs> and even today, like, well, if I'm getting replaced by AI for show notes, which we both agree are hilarious show notes. They're the best show notes I've ever seen. They're hilarious. Uh, then what can you do? And that's what I think is one of the best traits about you is you want to 
be worthy, not feel worthy, if that makes sense. And you're always willing to step up and say, no, I am worthy if you're overlooking it or here's how I I can be, you know, helpful. You fill in the blank for worthy, but it's, um, at, at work, it was, you know, you need to be important, not feel important. And we had some people who wanted to feel important and it wasn't working out for them. So what about you, Joe? What's the thing you love about me? Uh, I love how much you will go out of your way to build up other people. You, whether it's content creation, whether it's professionally, whether every aspect of your, of your life, you go out of your way to build people up. But at the same time, if people aren't willing to step up, you have no problem dropping them as well. But I'm glad it seems like that. I do actually struggle with dropping people I should drop sometimes. (laughs) I just know that my first year at Dragon Con, you were like, hey, do you want to go to this panel? Then you better stick with me because if you don't stick with me, I'm leaving you behind. And and it that kind of to me, and however much you wanna you wanna disagree, that sums up your personality to me. You are more than willing to to lift people up to bring them along to elevate them as long as they're willing to put in the effort i like it i i remember that moment um uh partially because i was being a bit of a butt face you know honestly i was i was like uh that was was that the that was the first year that you you volunteered i think yep um, and the panel was night attack yeah and and uh, so whatever. I can't, I can't text and talk. <laughs> Phil, stop it. <laughs> Damn it. Whatever. I keep seeing the wrong thing. He can watch the show. He'll get it. It's fine. Um, uh, I'm going to tweak, you know, the way this show is going to go, I'm going to tweak everything all the time until I get exactly what I want. And then I'm going to tweak it some more. Uh, but yeah, so night attack, which was one of our big panels, like somebody wouldn't go to botched right now. You know, there's a line for botched. And I have, I was still fairly new. I mean, I consider myself new in the first five years of doing something sometimes, you know? Uh, and I was still in my second or third year of directorship. And, and that was the year that GSCU came as a network. And we were still in the, I don't know about you, Joe face. It was, it was still the, <laughs> eh, you know, I mean, I well, truly believe we, that we've time. been together for what, 13, 14 months, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and, GSU was, was building quickly and we're bringing, we had brought watched on and we're doing that stuff. So there's all this stuff going on. And I think I truly believed at that time that if Pokemon go podcast ended, then that was just it for us. It was really at that time. I didn't see the creator in you. I didn't see anything else. And Mike was saying, the thing, and, and that's the thing. Andrew, you remember Andrew was there. People yeah. like to grab coattails and everybody wants to feel important. So you're like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go to night attack. I went, that I, I was kind of being a jerk. I was like, then you better keep up because I'm leaving the room. <laughs> if I leave, you come. And and you did. And you kept up and you've kept keeping up. But and I'm glad that you didn't take it the way I, I kind of meant it. So that worked out. <laughs> all right. All right. So I uh we're going with Mike and check this out, Joe. Roll that dice. <laughs> all right, here we go. Number two. Oh, I forgot to play this, I think. Hold on, because I can't not use it. It's Mike's night. It's the question of the week. 
See, I had one ready. I just didn't know. We're, we're getting there. All right. So number two. Okay. Number two. Okay. That is personal story time. Our personal story time tonight is uh, what TV show that was it. What was the TV show that was most influential in your life? And I actually have a number of them. And you actually said you'd made a note this week, uh, kind of along the same line, same lines. Uh, I, what's funny is, is under question of the week, uh, our big 150 bank of questions, they have what TV quote is your favorite. So that's even funnier. I almost picked that for the question of the, <laughs> the week. Um, so uh, what show Joe for you has been influential? Man. So there's tons that are, are big parts of my life, but as far as influential goes, and it's not going to be because of the show itself, it's going to be what it represents to me. It's, it's gotta be the original trilogy of star Wars. Okay. Because growing up, we watched that at least once a year. My dad loved Star Wars, absolutely adored it. Um, and what it represents to me is spending time with my dad. And he, and I've talked about this before, but he was very big on spending time together as a family, whether it was sitting down and eating dinner as a family, uh, watching something together as a family, whether it was a show or a movie or whatever. Um, he, w- he helped us with our homework. Granted, he wasn't the most patient person when it came to helping with homework, but, but he, he put in the effort. Uh, he, he, he put in time to, to play with us and to, to take an interest in our interests. And he, <laughs> he was very much a hobbyist as well. And so he jumped to different hobbies like every other month. It seemed like, um, Oh, did he, but, did he get kicked out of Skywalker ranch too? Is that a story <laughs> that you're going to tell me? No, no, I should, I should tell you about the, uh, gas powered RC car we had at one point, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Um, but the, the original, Star Wars trilogy, it just, it held this magic and, you know, the force magic, whatever, but it held this magic in, in our lives that there is a power outside of us that is bigger than us. But as long as we like, there was, there was almost something spiritual to it. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, um, so it hit on those notes, it hit on just the complete geek vibe. Um, and it just, it, it was awesome. Like, and as a teenager, we, we had a whole bunch of stuff. Like I, I, we had a lightsaber that I played with all the time. Like all of us had our own, own lightsabers. I mean, they were just plastic toy ones, but still we, we loved it. And, and yeah, that, that's it. Um, and then that, that random TV quote that has joined a le- our lexicon. That was the one I put in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and th- this seems like such a silly one, but it, and it's one that most people are like, Oh wait, what? Uh, because it's just one that's joined my, like my family's lexicon, not necessarily out, out and about. There's a, the scene in um, Incredibles where towards the beginning when he's late for his own wedding 
he fails to catch the French guy, the French bomber. And he says, we'll get him eventually. Well, that emphasis on eventually has joined the lexicon of my family. So whenever we're talking about something that we're going to do, eventually. (laughs) I love when that happens, right? Your family has an inside joke, you know? Um, Similar. We we have uh, ours is Shrek because the kids, uh, the set one. Listen to Shrek a lot uh, in the car. We had the DVD, <laughs> the hanging DVD players that you get for like a hundred bucks or so. We get the pair of them for the vans for because we lived forty five minutes away from everything when they were little, and so we had my wife. Uh, she can quote Shrek in her her sleep. Man, it, it's it's not even funny. Uh, my computer is not going to cooperate. Well, here. and then and then my family. Uh, this is way more recent, but um, have you ever seen Bluey? Your I, I'm familiar. Might with be Bluey. a little bit too old. Okay. They, they were, but we when we take them to the dentist, it's on the TV there. So I'm we're familiar. Yeah. So there's a bunch of words that they're just normal words, but they're it's an Australian show, and so some of that has ended up in our lexicon as well. Like, um, yeah, ba- saying "dunny" instead of "bathroom" sometimes, and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, my family, we've done the whole. Uh, uh, well, my wife and I. We um, watched the show Miranda, uh, and we we loved it. And it, it you know, bear with, bear with is what's such fun. I mean, there's so many little quotes from that show that we used together there. But for me, the show that was most influential had to be Sesame Street. I mean, I just remember those were my friends. You know, I watched Electric Company when it was, when it was on before that. You know, some was the Spider Man and the the Morgan Freemans and the whatnots. Uh, but Sesame Street stuck with me. I mean, long into uh, eight, nine, ten years old, I would watch it. Your Muppet Show, I'd watch my, with my dad. But Cookie Monster, man, I mean, it, it, the new studio is being built. It's not progressed since I put that video up on TikTok. <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law can be weird sometimes, and also delivery dates of, of supplies can be weird as well, and weather. But you'll in the new studio, you'll have Cookie Monster behind me. But it, it was just it taught me so much about life. But there was this. I need to find a hat on my fridge for so long. And then some move somewhere. I just got old, whatever, but the actual newspaper comic strip, I had it on my fridge from, um, I cannot remember the name of the comic strip right now. It was a guy, a single guy. And he owned a cat and a dog and the dog was satchel. And the, I forget what the cat's name was right now, but satchel was kind of dumb as a dog. And the cat was mean. It was very, very funny. And I'll have to Google. I'll find it because uh, I want to find this actual strip and print it out. Put Get it on a fuzzy. Frame. Get fuzzy. Thank you, sir. That was it. Get fuzzy. And the specific strip that he did, the artist did on this one, I think it was a Sunday comic of, uh, I can't remember this cat's name. Can you find the cat's name there? Because Satchel was a dog. Bucky um, or B- Bucky B cat. Was it Bucky? Okay. I was saying it's Bucky. It was like, no, I'm thinking Captain America. So Bucky. Okay. Yeah. Bucky was crazy and mean. He'd come and do random stuff. Right. And he came and did something weird to Satchel. And you could, you, you could tell, you know, you're just viewing the dog. Like you're the TV and you could tell Sesame Street is doing a little bubble stuff or whatever. And Satchel just looks at the cat and the cat walks off and he goes, huh, cookie monster really has it all figured out. I'm like, he does. <laughs> he really does. Cookie Monster just loves everybody. Cookies fix everything. He still eats his vegetables. 
there's very little. He'll get sad very quickly, but then he gets happy again. Nothing's too serious. Uh, it just it, it Sesame Street just really rang that bell for me. Um, fast. See, and I I grew up with watching Sesame Street, of course, but I actually also had a Sesame Street Nintendo game. And so it made by Fisher Price, if I'm not mistaken, for the original Nintendo. Okay. And um, it had real basic stuff, basically geared towards little kids learning to count. Um, it had the uh, just a, the basic memory match game, um, a game where you actually matched up shapes and things like that. I kind and, of remember that. And yeah, I... I, I played that a ton when I was like four, four years old. And uh, yeah, um, it was fun. It was good. Phil, no imaginary nomad says there was three of them. Uh, I got you beat for one of, one of the few times in life. I have you beat Joe other than looks, length of marriage, successful podcasting, <laughs> just one of the areas. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, but Commodore 64 my friend had one of those, or his dad did, technically, I guess, and I came over and played it. And we put the cassette tape into it, and it took forever to load, but it was a cookie monster game, and you side-scrolled and, and got the cookies. Um, so, there. I don't know what I win <laughs> for that prize, but uh, I win. Uh, for me, uh, and in my a pivotal moment in my life was... A, when I was a teenager, as a young, young adult, you know, over 18, but not old enough to be smart about anything. And the matrix came out and some, I was, I was in Oklahoma and that's a whole nother story. I'll tell on a whole nother show, but I was in Oklahoma just randomly. And, and these two teenagers that I was there with their family, they wanted to go to a movie and it's a Friday night, which is then I don't even remember what the heck they wanted to go see. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I ain't down with that. Uh, so I was like, well, I'll check out this matrix film. And it changed my life. It just blew my mind open of the realities of our life are so similar to some of what the matrix is like the line, the biggest line in that film that I never really say, but I do think about a lot when uh, Morpheus looks at Neo in the training sequence. They're like, you think that's air you're breathing? Huh? Okay. Yeah. And it's like, just changed my world, man. And it, it really put me <laughs> on a whole different path of seeing the world. Cause for me, the religion, and the, the religious people and everything I was tied into at the time was the matrix. And I could see there was a whole world outside of it. And just as the matrix was the limitation and outside of it was the freedom. And, and it, but also if you knew how to maneuver inside of the fake rules of whatever the matrix was, you could be a God, you know, I mean, he was a superhero, whatever phrase you want to use, you know, Neo was the superhero, be a superhero. Joe, don't get that. I'm going to take a crap in my pants look because I said you could be a guy. <laughs> you can, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, and then the last one is. I'm uh, already a demigod, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, there's a song. <laughs> there's just a song. Like, I don't know how to react to that. Nah, oh, hey, we're, we, we can talk. Uh, Yellowstone. I didn't think I'd like it. I'm not a cowboy kind of guy anymore. I mean, I grew up with the real Westerns, the Hopalon Cassidy, John Wayne. Um, That's with the the guy yeah. from Robin Hood. Um, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> the Ghost Man. Yeah, yeah. Keep uh, going. The, Bruce Willis? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I've watched the show. I just like you squirm. <laughs> uh, what a jerk. You're like, I can't remember either, but I'm going to let no, him. I Kevin know. Costner. I know. I've watched Kevin, the show. Kevin. It's, it's Kevin. It's Kevin. Uh, yes. But. 
it hit at the right time. People kept telling me to watch it, to watch it, watch it. Finally, my business partner who owns, he owns Analyst Company, but we really are building together. And I don't know why I feel the need to caveat that every time, but I do. But he said, man, you really need to watch the show. And I have learned so much about management and leadership from the way those characters are written on that show and how the different things interact. And and I've used it so many times as a metaphor when I'm trying to teach my managers some things. I even went so far as to buy them DVD copies. Because uh, I asked them one night, I texted them, hey, do y'all have uh, Blu-ray? And they're like, no. So I bought them DVDs. They didn't bother to say they don't have DVD players either, Joe. Yeah, that's the kind of people who work for me. So I'm like, just freaking get them. Get you a stupid iTunes card and rent the stupid thing, whatever. Um, so quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, I talked about Miranda. I'm your Huckleberry. I say that one all the time from uh, Tombstone. Tombstone, yep. And people get it wrong. They say, I'm your Huckleberry. I'll be your Huckleberry. But it's not bear. It's bearer, Huckleberry. And uh, it's just the way he says it. And it's truly a great line. Uh uh, there was another, oh, so there was a, I think it was called Man Up. It was a show, uh, late nineties, early two thousands. It had some really cool people on it. Uh, Phil Dutton, Phil, Phil, uh, from, um, Modern Family. The guy who plays Phil was the husband in that one as well, I believe. I think it's called Man Up and there's this funny comedian in it. And this one night, me and my family are watching the show and he's, Try. He's buying a scone. They've never tried a scone before, and they're at some Starbucks knockoff. And he buys this scone, and there's like two raisins in it. And he's getting mad. And he just looks up at the camera and screams, "Why so stingy with the fruit?" And we just lost it. And so we we like you do yours someday or eventually. Eventually, we run around if if we can't find something or if it's or if it's not if it's a little bit, we scream, "Why so stingy with the fruit?" Uh, <laughs> So that's mine. Why so stingy with the fruit? <laughs> oh man! Uh, you know, Phil, I want to know what your quote is. What is what is a quote that's made it into your life? While Joe does this, roll that dice. Okay. Number four. Oh right. So we just changed it up coming in. So the sound bite is not going to quite match it. But uh, here we go. What do you love? <laughs> Mike took some freedoms on that one, but can you dig it? Which we're gonna get uh, new sound bites for that because Joe had a great idea to change it tonight. Uh, oh, I gotta. So we did. I gotta do the order. Which I forget for the show to us. I gotta do the order here. Uh, so we just did personal story time. Yeah, we're on. Can you dig it? All right, Joe. What are you digging right now? <laughs> All right, I have been digging lately a um, Minecraft server for Minecraft bedrock version called huh. Ut- uh-huh. Utopia. You digging in Minecraft bedrock? Okay. <laughs> digging in Minecraft. Um, so it, it's, it's a server that's been, it was the first multiplayer server I ever joined with Minecraft bedrock. And um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's not, there's not as many people as, as I would like. And actually if anyone listening is interested in joining, go ahead and just shoot me a, a message on uh, Twitter at Joseph underscore art. And, and I'll send you a link to the discord so you can get into the server. Um, but it, it's just Minecraft is endless possibilities for what you can make. Um, and what drove me to Minecraft is 
the technical aspect of it. You know, I'm a programmer IRL and because your daddy so, said you should be good at sports. <laughs> my dad said I should be good with computers. Oh yeah. That's uh, um, and so, so, you know, just imagine if your dad said you should be good with the women, what kind of life? You, never mind. You're in trouble. We'll, we'll go <laughs> so you're saying you like coding and bedrocks. He didn't have to tell me. I am good with, <laughs> with the one woman that matters. Oh, I don't uh, know where you're gonna go. You're like, pull ah! <laughs> back from that oh, ass, Thelma. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So and and there's there's just I love. So I don't I don't know how many of our listeners play Minecraft, but I love building farms, automatic farms. And it is, it's one, it, it's awesome. It's, it's a great outlet for creativity and it's a lot of fun. And my two older boys play on it. My younger son wants to play on it, but the, uh, the, I, I'm not going to ask the server owner to let him in. Cause he would go around just blowing stuff up with TNT. I know he would my four-year-old. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but it, it's, it's a ton of fun. I love it. It's great. And I'm digging it. That's awesome. Uh, mine is, is my motorcycle. I've been riding a number of days this week. And, you know, like I said, today. Um, so I'll just preface the whole story with uh, there were some issues with some managers in January. And I talked, we talked about it here on the show. We've been working through it. Two of them, right? And, well, you know, everybody's like, well, this is the first episode. How did you We did a whole bunch of practice ahead of time on our Patreon for Pokemon Go podcast. And some of those are actually out in the wild um, on Anchor. And later on, we'll release everything. But Joe and I talked about the issues I was going through. Monday, both managers are gone. Uh, one is at a week-long class. That's four times out of the year. She's got to be at this week on class. This is the one week she's got to be there. So that matters to the story. Uh, the other one was at paramedic school. They just started paramedic school. So he's gone all day Monday. He can't, I can't get a hold of him. So I'm managing some things as I do and, and get some help from my captains and lieutenants. And then Tuesday, uh, I'm in the middle. Oh, by the way, Joe, I'm teaching classes all last week, this week and next week to try to get new employees. <laughs> so not only am I doing okay. that, I'm also managing and, and running the company and it, it's, it can be a little overwhelming. Not overwhelming. It can be just a lot. Uh, so Tuesday I'm on the phone with the owner and talking about stuff and, and having to be a lighter day. Cause that's the day they're at the school, which means they're doing hands-on stuff. So I'm, I'm just on the phone and I call the manager back. He had called me. While I was on the phone, called him back. He goes, Hey, did you get my email? I'm like, hold on. And it said to, it's always sitting to me, by the way, always said to me, to whom it may concern. Uh, basically <laughs> this is my resignation effective immediately. Blah, blah, oh, blah. And I'm like, and he's on the phone like, oh, okay. So what's up, buddy? And uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. And and so that was it. No notice. It was effective immediately. He walks out that day. And so it's been a little bit of a busy week. You know, not a bad week. We've had the processes and the people, but the timing is bad on everything. And it just went south. But riding my motorcycle, like it says, like meditation. And I just, it fits so well. I'm just sitting there and it's just relaxing and I'm just riding. Everybody gives me space. Uh, nobody, you know, there's no worries, you know, for the rest of my days. It's your pro anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I was thinking nicely, this was my bike, you know, from the day it was, it was made in the, in the manufacturer floor. This was mine. You know, I taught, I told the story on a previous wise and nerdy that 
come the holidays, we'll start releasing some of those stories. We'll make some of the best stuff, personal stories or something from it. Um, so uh, I, I talked about how I got this bike. But I was like, no, this, this, I mean, just fits me. It's just perfect. Everything is smooth. Everything is great. And I love it. Last week, Joe, on top of how much I'm just really, I just am so loving the bike. You know, I, my, my thoughts try to go to, well, this is a problem. And I'm like, yeah, but those are really pretty trees. And just, man, it's just great <laughs> weather. I just can't not chill when I'm on this thing. I can't, it's almost like manual meditation, right? It's like, it makes me chill. And I love it. Last week I walked in, one of my other medics was uh doing something online and I could see she'd drawn I'm like a motorcycle engine in her book. Man's like, hey, what what you doing over there? She had also gotten a bike, actually a couple weeks before I got mine. So we we you know commiserate on that and all that. Uh, but she barely just inherited two Harleys from her uh dad or uncle or somebody. Then and they don't run. And she wants to be the one to fix them. She says, Oh, I signed up for motorcycle repair school. It's only like 600 bucks and you can learn how to I'm like, that's really cool. I want to learn how to fix my bike too. So I started searching. And I was like, eh, the only reason I'm not going to spend the money right now. And yes, this is what can you dig it? I'm going to tell you what I'm digging about it. Uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> is I don't want to spend the money right now, uh, because I know I don't have the time to do it. You know, I don't want to throw the money away and not get to it for like a year. But I'm like, huh, every time I look up one of these schools, I see like a ton of models, but not Indian. Now I'm, I'm assuming because they're, they're covering all these models or not, they're going to cover general bike repair anyway. But why not look for Indian motorcycle repair class? So I did. And guess what? Polaris, who owns Indian, puts on a free online motorcycle Ooh. repair specifically for the Indians. So I signed up for that. And I'm very, very happy about it. So now I'm confused. I thought um, Harley owned Indian. Uh-uh. Did they sell it? Didn't they own it? No, they I don't. I don't. Plate, right? I don't know if they did or not. But uh, Harleys are 100 percent built differently than Indians now, at least. So um, if you can only Google it, I don't know. But no, uh, Polaris owns Indian because when you click, here's why I know. Is when I click on the Indian on the IndianMotorcycles.com website, Indian Motorcycle Repair Education, whatever it's called, it goes to a Polaris page, and you sign up and all that. So, um, man, I hope I'll, I'll be honest, Joe. I hope that Harley doesn't have any piece of Indian because their fans, the Harley fans, are very caustic. They're Star Wars fans for motorcycles, <laughs> and I just, I really. I don't know, but I, I, I yeah, but uh, I, I just looked at their Google or their uh, Wikipedia page. It doesn't look like Indian motorcycle manufacturing was ever owned by Harley. Yeah. So I was, I was completely wrong on that. My dad, my dad loved Harley and Indian. So it, it is what it is. I have nothing against the motors, the Harley motorcycles and the first bike I ever sat on that I knew, I was like, Oh, I can ride a motorcycle. This fits me. Was I Harley Davidson Dino wide glide. Uh, it was at a dealership. It was just sitting there. They let me get on it. But I was like, oh, this feels right. So nothing is, but yeah, the most of the Harley um, fanboys are like Star Wars fanboys. And I just, that caustiness gets me. Uh, I asked Phil for his quote. And I like no story denied, but this one was better. If you're going to spew, spew into this. I don't remember the movie, but I remember the line. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're back to 
Yeah, go back and forth on these. It'd be nice one day when we get so big we have a producer. Roll that dice. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, by the way, that quote's from Wayne's World. <gasps> yeah, you nailed it, man. Number five. Oh, my favorite part, because I've added a few little things here. Okay. Number <laughs> five. Uh, here we go. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, we've got six. Did I tell you we have six banks of, of satellites now? And I got to flip through all of them? Uh, well, as, as long we as it's not that uh, bank in California that just went under. <laughs> Time for a commercial break. Wait, hey, hold on. What did you say, Mike? Time for a commercial break. And and we're since we don't have a commercial, we've got two things to play here. First is this one. Nope. Come on. Donate to your daddy. Patreon.com slash wise in nerdy. And since we don't have a commercial, Joe, let's have a little dance party. taking too long so i went to stream beats like joe's been wanting to do and i was like oh but then joe and i got talking oh, there you go <laughs> i feel like so i dance like a muppet <laughs> so this is from stream beats then yes sir this is from stream beats from uh senpai.tv uh, Senpai Gaming. Senpai Gaming, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, so Joe and I got in. We're, we're, you know, excited about tonight and and trying to produce the show and, and get the notes. And we were just talking, and I got distracted. So we actually went into the question of the week. Like, oh, I want a dance party for a commercial. I'll just grab this one. <laughs> And I had to listen to it, so I was looking for something more upbeat. But next week, next week we'll have we'll have commercial dance parties. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, Joe, roll that dice. Okay. Oh, we've already done four and five, six. Number oh, six. Oh, uh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, bad daddy. No, that's not the right one. <laughs> that is the well. Okay, Joe, you are a bad daddy. That is, that is. But am I a bad daddy? Oh yeah, daddy. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I'm bad or not, Kurt? I don't know. Um, where is uh? Did I mention we have six pages of sound bites? Bad dad jokes. All right. What does a buffalo say to his son when he leaves home? Uh, what? Bison. I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate this so much. I know there's a there's a section of audience out there that loves that. I just I I, I just not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Uh, roll that dice. Okay. Yep, yep. I did keep one thing from the old joke. <laughs> Number three. 
Number Trace. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Let's see. It is. We got a couple of different ones. And where is? Holy crap. So a new meme for the show is, did I mention we have six pages? Here we go. <laughs> advise me, daddy. So advise me, daddy. Am I the butt face for expecting a friend to pay me back so quickly? All right, dear underscore. Let's see what advice we can give. My friend asked me to pick up a photo order at Walgreens that cost me $65. Number one, who prints photos anymore? Number two, <laughs> how many photos you're printing that's going to be $65 at freaking Walgreens? All right. I, that's a lot of pictures. Right? I pay and bring it to her. Uh, I bring it to her place where I find her on the sofa and on the phone. I need to talk to you, I ask. My tent was to ask her to reimburse me. She gives me the one moment gesture. Bear with, bear with, as she continues to talk on the phone. I can also tell that this conversation she's having is not important and just chit chat. She finally hangs up after about five minutes. You've just been chilling here the whole time. Why didn't you go get these photos yourself? I ask, you know, parking at my apartment sucks. I didn't want to lose my parking spot. <laughs> I give her the photos wow. and tell her I had to pay up front. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I'll send you money now, she says. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a question, Joe. So far, is this somebody you really want to deal with? I forgot to tell you you're <laughs> gonna have to pay for this, and it's sixty-five dollars oh, when you man. can pay on the app or the website. Yeah, at least I don't know about Walgreens, but when you do Walmart, you can pre prepay the the Walmart exactly photo pickup. So. That's what I'm saying. You can pay for it. You just show up, and say okay, pick up, thanks. Just like everything else in this world since I don't know COVID. <laughs> you know, okay. So oh, I forgot man. to tell you, I'll send you the money. Thanks. I actually do need it now because I need to stop by Target on my way home to get some things. Oh, you're going to Target, the one by your house, right? Here's an Amazon Fresh next door, right? Oh, okay. We're in California. That was like $6 of, of photos in Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> all right. Can you do me one last favor? Return some items for me. I'll send you to return codes now. The, the part, the person writing this is, are you serious? Uh, yes, please. You're going to go next door anyway. So please, I need this favor. My guess, because they say she for the other person who's the rude one, right? I, my guess is this is a dude writing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're feeling that too, right? There's a, there's only mm-hmm. one reason. There's only one reason a dude puts up with this kind of behavior from any girl. Mm-hmm. It's because you're lonely and you think you you might not be lonely for very long. You're trying to get out of the friend zone. Yeah, this is like so. This is not your friend zone. This is like I just abuse you zone. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so she sends me the codes for her return, but I ask her to pay. I leave, but I ask her to pay me again. I'll send it here in a second. Ooh, I'm starting to get. I got some dad advice on this one. There's so many red flags here. Right, so many red flags. Uh, it says if you want, you can start heading over to that area. I'll send it to you before you get there. I leave and I get to Target and see no Venmo. Decided to give her a few more minutes and I text her. Go to Amazon Fresh, return her items. Go to Target, grab my stuff. As I'm waiting to check out, I'm checking my phone for the Venmo, which she still hasn't sent. I also can't bite my items without it, so I bail and get out of line. Start calling her, but she doesn't answer. She doesn't pick up for five calls, but finally sends me the Venmo with a text. Are you ready, Joe? 
You need to chill out. I was going to send it to you. I never steal or not pay you. Did you really need the money that badly and quickly? Like, are you really that broke? LOL. She texts. (laughs) Honestly, yes, I'm that broken as my friend. I'm hoping you support me rather than tease me about it. I'm mad that you asked me to help. For help, that took me two hours of my time, and all I ask in turn is that you pay me for what's owed, which would take you five seconds. I'm asking you to treat me the same as I treated you. Instead of apologizing for taking so long and thanking me for my help, you instead tease me and become defensive like I'm the bad guy for asking you for something that's owed to me. She never responded to me after that. She never responded to me after that. Figured it was best to leave it at that. I'm hoping that she sees how she's messed up in the moment, but I'm sure she's going to, she wasn't going to admit to any wrongdoing. Am I the butt face for asking for the money so quickly or desperate and desperately, or she the butt face for acting the way she did? Joe? Uh, That girl's just using you, buddy. She's just using you. And and I'm not going to lie that this seems to be I, I I am very happy I am not single in today's environment we'll, we'll just go with that because this does not seem atypical in today's women anybody can be this kind of jerk it's and true I've had to teach my kids we te- well first off we spent most of their life teaching them to be nice right hold doors for people offer to lift things grab things help people we we have them doing charity events like it was vacation you know they get just excited for going to the uh some low regional dog show it's not like a westminster or anything but there's a dog show that comes to atlanta that's like westminster but it's not on that level i don't think and 4-h supplies the volunteers to clean up the dog poop in the back rooms and they actually have a great time going to do that because they know they're giving back to society. So we taught them that most of their lives. And then they get to high school and we had to rein that in. It's like, no, stop buying lunch for your friends. They are freaking bums. Stop giving them rides everywhere. Stop fronting them the money. And honestly, stop doing things for weed because weed doesn't pay the bills. All right. So I would, I'd give advice to this dude here. Here. Uh, she's not a friend. She's not going to do anything for you. And I dare say, the way this story reads, if she send her sent you a picture of her two girls, uh, you would have gone without the money and been happy about it. And that's not the way to handle this situation, buddy. She's <laughs> not. She's not. The, the ladies don't pay the bills. Money does. Um, honestly, dude, Joe, I don't know, man. Would you have actually fronted the money for your friend? Oh, no. I, I would not have fronted the money at all. I would have been like, I can't pay for this. You pick it up yourself. I mean, there's definitely times in my life where I'm I, like, yeah, I, I can't. I, I would have called them at Walgreens. I would not have paid for it until they Venmoed me the money beforehand. And if they took too long, I've been like, I got to go about my day. Yeah. Bye. You know, uh, I, I, I tell Phil, are you serious? You didn't hit pay on this? What kind of, these better be some good pictures. And it better not be if you naked, Phil, because I'm going to look through them. If I'm paying $65, I'm looking through them. And if I see <laughs> one inch of Phil's naked body in these pictures, I'm burning them and my eyes. I, I don't want to see that left clavicle, Phil. <laughs> clavicle. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Roll that dice. Okay. There's only one left. No, there's two left. There's five, one and three. Oh. Oh, you're right. No, that was uh, no, no, that was, that was right. three. You're right. That was. But luckily, three. I literally rolled a one. Botched. So, 
<laughs> uh, where is it? Is it? Where is it? Uh, here, this is just fun. Nerds. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, where? Oh my goodness! It is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I labeled it this. I want to hit this one before I forget. Call your daddy. Leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. And that's a real link. You can go to wiseandnerdy.com. We cannot get that underscore, so it's literally wise, the letter N, and then nerdy. So any so two N's in the middle, right? Wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Leave your voicemail. We want to hear from you. Uh oh, okay. That's why I miss it. Mike actually didn't record this one. So I'm gonna play this fun little bit from Mike since it's Mike's night. So Joe <laughs> <laughs> What are you nerding out about, Joe? Oh man. Um finished the second season of Sweet Tooth this past week. Now that's the one where like the kids turn into animals or something? Sort of. Yeah. So they're they call them hybrids. They're kids that have animal traits. Um, some are more animal than human. Some are more human than animal, but they have some kind of animal in them. But it is actually based on a DC comic. It is not as far as I looked it up. It was actually written by an independent art, an independent writer that came to DC and said, hey, will you publish this? And type of thing. So it has nothing to do with, with Justice League or anything with that universe. But um fantastic it is so good and they've already at the end of the season they announced we've got one more season it'll be the final season stay tuned and uh so good so good it's it's um it's a dystopian future where um i mean it's it's not zombies but a a sickness has wiped out most of the population and so yeah it's good stuff. All right. I mean, you've said it's good. You're one of the only people I know who's watched it, but you've, you've consistently said you've enjoyed it. Yeah. During the first season, I, I asked if you were going to watch it and you told me, yes. So you need to get I, on that. I, I meant it at the time. <laughs> um, I, I was. Hey, you're a bad like, daddy. Oh, no. Uh, I'm a, uh, did I mention we have six freaking things of sound bites? Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Come on. Bad, bad daddy. Uh, I guess I, because it was something I thought we'd wa- I'd watch with my kids and just never got around to it. Um, so, second season, I guess I will have to check it out. Uh, I am nerding out about, uh, kind of not nerding out, to be honest, about Guardians 3. Um, so it came out, I guess, this weekend. Um, uh, and I said I'm going to see the Mario movie. I want to go see the Mario movie. Uh, and of course, no spoilers. That's not the kind of, uh, show we do here. And I teach my kids that, man, going back to, uh, you referenced Star Wars earlier tonight. Uh, going back to, um, that when they did the third trilogy, right? Han Solo gets, gets jibby jabbied in the stomach. Um, spoilers. My, I don't know, right? But, but, well, so we just watched it, right? And my son walks into the house where his uncle is, knowing that his uncle won't see this film for months because he won't leave the house and all that other jazz. 
and gave away that moment. And I, oh. I all I could do to not punch him into a wall. I mean, I lit him up. I verbally punched him into a wall. And they were like, me and his mom both jumped all over. It's like, no, you don't, you know better. You do not ever give away anything. And That's almost as bad as that clip from The Simpsons where Homer's walking out of the theater of Star Wars, actually. Was it? He's like, oh, I can't believe he was his dad. Uh, so good. Um, I mean, I take it so seriously, honestly, because I love surprises. Uh, I was just on a, a show called Wait, You Haven't Seen with TV's Travis. And I brought The Relic, which is from 1997. Okay. We can talk about it front and back because it's 1997. But we didn't because there's just moments that if you really want to enjoy the moment of the movie, I want you to enjoy that. I can talk about six minutes all day long and not ruin it for people. Because even though that came out in the 90s or 2000s, it still can be fun if you've never seen it, right? It's that experience. So I won't give any spoilers here. Um, and I'll tell you, I don't know why, other than in the previous Guardians 3, when I saw the the Easter egg spacesuits, Something about it just kind of screams Easter egg spacesuit. You know what I'm talking about? It's a pink or yeah, yellow and a red and a green. It's just all solid. I don't know. It was just something about it just set, just didn't do well for me. It's like, eh, I can't put my finger on it, but it's very just distasteful. I'm like, like, not like the tel- yeah. you say Easter egg. Teletubbies. I say Teletubbies. Yes, it's the Teletubbies. <laughs> uh, but it kind of struck me as like a Wes Anderson kind of thing. And that's just not my style. I just don't. So for whatever reason, just on that alone, I just was not looking forward to this Guardians. I just wasn't. But the second, of course, the second I hear, oh, yeah, it's out. And I happen to have a Monday night off. Aaron and I got tickets because uh, we have the AMC Stubbs thing. And um, A-Lister. We have the A-Lister. So we just popped onto our app. Said, yep, grab the tickets and went. And I I was tired. I'd already taken a five-hour energy that afternoon. And it, maybe I was just in a grumpy mood. Um Oh, yeah. By the way, did I mention, uh, not only did uh, uh, a manager quit this week, uh, a clinic called and a nurse didn't show up, so we had to shift all the patients to the second day. But coming into Monday, out of my sixth student class, I lost three of them over the weekend, which is has never oh. happened before. Yeah, so I was very grumpy on Monday when that happened. And uh, maybe I just went in the right mindset because I honestly did not like the film. It, it was too dark in places. Um, uh, there's just stuff with animals that just, I just didn't like it. I get it. I played the, if you play the telltale game for guardians, you dive into a lot of the story that they're telling here. Mm-hmm. I've read it in the comics. It doesn't affect me the same way. So I don't know if it's my mindset. I don't know if it was whatever made me go, eh, I don't kind of want to see this. My wife loved it. I mean, she didn't like gush about it, but I asked her cause I expected her to be very upset by some of the animal stuff. Um, I felt like they forced some of the music personally that there was like two good songs in it, in my opinion. And it's just my opinion. Um, I think it probably holds up to the other guardians. Honestly, it probably was my mindset, but I just, that just, I, it wasn't cool for me. And then I asked my wife thinking, okay, well, she says she hates it. You're like, yeah, you know, this is why I didn't like, maybe we're off. Um, but she has not really, really enjoyed it. They actually told a story this time. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, she was afraid it was going to go like Thor, Love and Thunder, which she enjoyed, but it was just slapstick after slapstick. You know, the axe coming yeah. floating. You know, she thought they were going to lean into more of that, and she was glad they didn't. Uh, I didn't want them to do that either, but I don't know what I wanted. So that's 
just my two cents on it. Uh, Try to see it when you're not grumpy and tired. Maybe you'll like it better. Uh, a lot of I agree with Kurt because Kurt every time, of course, Kurt hosts uh, this week in MCU with Sin Raven. And as soon as I see one of these films, I text him and say, hey, "Have you seen it yet?" Because sometimes we'll actually go ahead and share our opinions together. Sometimes they'll just I want to wait till the show. And this one I want to wait till the show. But I'll give you a spoiler. He loved it. That's a, you know that's the spoiler. So it'll be an hour long review of why he loved it. But he he loved it. It's like oh, okay. Um, I didn't, so I'm curious to see that. So, yeah, I see that. Uh, uh, so we did call your daddy. Do we? I want to see some of these others. Make sure we get some of the fun out of these things here. Um, All the buttons. Good daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so that there's one that uh, that we gotta get Mike to do here. Um, well, you know what, Joe. You you put in you put in some notes there, and that's a personal trait I love about you. That's the show tonight, everybody. Good night. <laughs>nerdy dads on social media charles at rock god of podcasting joe at joe underscore hard wise and nerdy.com and remember they may not be your father they may always be your dad <laughs> ha